Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Good evening, everybody. How y'all doing? I'm hanging in there. Uh, God, my throat. I've been having some throat stuff. But thank you to Adam uh, for sliding my DMs and offering me um, a great recommendation on a throat product. So I'm going to be getting that and using that. We got to take care of ourselves. I think that's the bottom line. Uh, it's really easy people that have a lot of responsibilities, whether they're working in the helping field or not, to sometimes forget to take care of our basics. You know, and I focus so much on mental health, not to the detriment of physical health. I absolutely focus on that. But um, we got a lot of responsibilities going on right now. But we got a great show planned for you. We're going to talk about long distance relationships and long distance love. Now, the funny thing about that is, in other times. Uh, it would literally be an exclusive show dedicated to long distance. But right now, every every relationship is long distance, right? Even uh, friends and family members that maybe are only a few blocks away, we are essentially, if we're following the protocols, we are in a long distance relationship with them. So we're going to be talking about perspectives uh, and just ways to better cope and understand what's going on right now in uh, all of our many long distance relationships. So that's what tonight's show is going to be about. Um, but I wanted to open up with some, some stuff that's going on in the news. Uh, never dull. So you might've seen this, this has been floating around, although it hasn't really gone that viral. A couple decided that, Hey, let's test our love. So, uh, they, in theory, cause I'm trusting this, they chained themselves together for three months <laughs> to test their love. Yep. They wanted to see the strength of their relationship. Now it's kind of a hot mess. And this is something that, uh, they chose to do on Valentine's day, a horrible way to test your relationship because that's not honest for how life is. We normally do get time away and space and distance. So how well you do with them always chained to you. And if you look at the photo, I mean, they're, they're right next to each other. That is not an honest assessment. That's actually horrible. (laughs) <laughs> it's a bad way to assess those things. Please never be that close to someone. Um, scrolling through, God bless you. You should see the ridiculousness of some of these other photos of them chained together while out in the world, longingly looking to each other's eyes. <clears throat> but it's not 100% ideal. You know, sleeping next to them and cooking in that way gets a little difficult. So does eating. So uh, good luck with showers and using the bathroom. You're going to really get to learn a lot about each other in ways that most couples shouldn't have to. Um, Also, a new study, this is not surprising, shows that to Americans now, cell phones are now more important to them than cars. And that's for the first time ever. Not shocking to me at all. So uh, yes, a study confirms that the phone has taken over the car has taken over the car as becoming the most important thing, the most important item that an average American owns. Now that makes sense because it's not just our phone. 
I'm thinking about my phone, my clinical schedule is in there, right? Uh, important photos, contact numbers, notes, saved articles. It's a database. It's a small laptop. And so, yeah, it's not a matter of we're, you know, too, too, uh, you know, stuck on our phones. It's that our phones are all encompassing. It's, it's my schedule. It's my agenda. It's my photo album. It's how I communicate with people. Yeah. You better believe it's got a lot of meaning more so than my car, which I can go weeks without ever climbing into right now. Um, I never really understood the obsession with cars. To me, they were all very meaningless. As long as it's comfortable and it's efficient, game on. But phones, yeah, I get it. I don't think there's anything wrong with that. They're all encompassing. It's all rolled up into one. If I lost my phone, I lose a lot of important things. So that's not that's not at all surprising to me. Um, this is also not surprising to me, but hey, let's report on it. A new study reveals that children with same-sex parents do better in school. We already knew that they did better in a lot of mental health outcomes. Children that are from same-sex parents did better with empathy, uh, openness, and creativity. And that's not surprising because they're raised in non-traditional families, and so they're possibly you know, experiencing the world in non-traditional ways, but also forced to have a different level of functioning, but also some of the skills of same-sex relationships um, are an improvement from some of the opposite sex relationships. So again, they're more communicative, they have better boundaries, more empathy. So um, yes, uh, this article was published uh, in Melbourne and it showed that children from same-sex parents have higher scores on standardized tests than children do who come from different sexed parents. I love that. Um, also, the study showed that children with same-sex parents are slightly more likely to graduate from high school and much more likely to enroll in university than children with same-sex parents. Bum-ba-da-bum. I know. So got to pull that one out of your pocket when people want to knock same-sex relationships is, well, that's unfortunate for the kids. Well, what do you mean? Well, because kids actually do better in mental health scores and also in academics when they come from same-sex families. So uh, if it's really about the kids, that's how you want it to be going down. 100% crack-a-lack in that way. That's why I love studies like this. We've got to arm ourselves with facts. Facts, not feelings. Feelings matter. But uh, in uh, debates, facts matter more. So arm yourselves with that. And finally, BBC News put out a study talking about uh, the rise in people feeling numb due to COVID deaths. Compassion fatigue. You get too familiar. You know what I mean? You hear more death in the numbers and you're just like, yep. Because that's been something we're seeing all the time. I'm getting a little burnt out on it. The news it's centered and there's not often a lot of updates. It's a lot of repetition. So just check in on that. Might be time to put a little pause on the media because they're just hammering it home. You know what I mean? There's not a lot of new stuff to know. We want to be, you know, empowered with the, the current news, but uh, not to the detriment of our mental health. All right, y'all question of the night up on our Loveline IG page. That's in stories. And uh, we'll be doing some DMs later. Stick around. You're listening to Loveline with Dr. Chris on the new channel Q and radio.com. All right, we're back and we're talking about long distance love. What's funny is uh, for a lot of people, everything's long distance. <laughs> you know, even uh, someone that normally is very accessible because of COVID and pandemic and self-isolating, uh, all friends in, in, in a certain form, if we're following the guidelines, are somewhat long distanced. So it's going to be a little bit of a funky breakdown because I want to both honor what's relatable to right now but then also speak to the generalization of non-COVID times as well, because believe it or not, that's going to be coming at some point. So we're going to talk about long-distance relationships within the context of now and also normal times. 
but better normal times, right? Because we're not just trying to go back to normal. Normal was highly problematic. We're trying to go back to a better version of somewhat of what was normal. I know, we're a jumble. Okay, so the first thing I wanna remind everyone is long distance relationships are possible, they are doable. It's just different. And part of a healthy relationship is, is saying, what does this relationship require? It might not look like what everyone else is doing. It might not look like what you have traditionally done. That doesn't mean it's bad or wrong or broken. And that is one of the number one things that always comes up is this comparison. Well, it's always been or everyone else's or this is what I've seen on television. And, and so I'm assuming that we're not as strong, we're not as solid, we're not as connected, we're not as compatible. It's gonna look different for every individual. And that's actually a sign of health where every relationship you're in, it should look different. It's a different person. You are co-creating something different. But most people follow the relational, the standard normative relational um, <clears throat> process, the heteronormative process. We have a term called homonormative, which is just basically gay people mimicking the straight process, right? Where I'm gonna meet someone and then we're gonna date and then we're gonna be exclusive and then we're gonna live together and then maybe we'll have kids and it's like, that's not honest. We're not all just naturally interested in that. We're all falling into line and playing the game and we hit these benchmarks, these develop, these relational developmental milestones that we've been taught are signs that all is going well and, and, that's, and, and that's not true. None of those developmental stages promise anything. They do not promise or, or, or necessarily um, communicate that you're in love or in a committed relationship or have deep in intimacy. It's just going through the motions. And I'm not saying don't do it. I'm just saying don't assume that because we're exclusive or because we live together, or because we had a child or because we're married or because we're monogamous, that you inherently are in a healthy relationship or that you inherently have a lot of love or inherently that the other people that are doing that have more love than your more casual relationship. None of that's true. Marriage doesn't promise love, care, commitment. Monogamy doesn't. What does is what those people in the relationship themselves are doing and feeling. And I say that to remind you, just because you're not married, do not allow the world to make you feel as though your relationship is not full of love, care, and commitment. It is, and it is in more so than a lot of married couples, et cetera, et cetera. So you have to always say, what does our specific relationship need? And that's what we're gonna do. Not everyone lives together. Not everyone is monogamous. Not everyone wants to get married. Not everyone wants to have kids. We need to live in honesty and authenticity and not just go through checking all the boxes to be like, oh, look, I followed the rules. Great, where did that get you? that no one cares, but yet we make such a big deal about it. You hear people so upset that they didn't get you know, proposed to, or they're not engaged by certain time or age, or and it's like, that's not honest or real. That's them just trying to be conformist and to think I need to have these things so the world takes me or my relationship or my partners seriously. Mental health is about being better than that. So I just wanna really drive that home that mental health is doing what your relationship requires. And that's why we talk about things like LAT, living apart together, that some committed long-term couples don't want to cohabitate. They will stay over, but they want their own space. A lot of people are talking about that. Others don't want monogamy. Some people never want children. Some people want polyamory. They want multiple ongoing, loving, committed relationships, right? So. You can make no assumptions based on the structure or the label. You can only find out the truth based on what's actually there or not there. Oprah and Stedman, been together for decades, full of love, care, trust, and commitment, aren't married and never want to be. 
you can't make any assumptions about them based on the fact that they're not married. Just like, again, someone who's married, blah, 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 that doesn't necessarily communicate anything. Look at the cheating rate. Look at the divorce rate, et cetera, et cetera. You need to be where you are and you need to honestly assess what the partner you're with needs. Long distance is for some people what it is because they met someone who happens to not be nearby or while together they took a job or while they're together someone went to school. I was reading an article about a relationship where while married, one of them wanted to go to grad school. They had to move to another city to go to the school they wanted for three years while married. Yes, so for three years they were long distance and had already been married and living together because that's truth, that's honest. It would have been not mentally healthy or even relationally healthy or even an act of love for them to say, well, we're not gonna do that because even though that's what you need, to go to school in another state for a couple of years while married, we're just not going to do that because, well, that will look a certain way, or I can't really take our relationship seriously if you're not living in the home with me full time. That's not maturity, that's not adulthood. That's immaturity, that's just wanting to be normal and wanting conformity. Mental health, relational health will often most likely look like the opposite of hetero or homonormativity, which is everyone else do what they're doing in their trajectory. But we're living in truth. Right? All right, we're gonna take a little break. When we come back, we're gonna talk more about this because this is so applicable right now, <clears throat> not just to romantic relationships, but also social and family ones. People are saying things like, I haven't seen my friends. And I'm saying, you're right, you haven't. But that doesn't mean you can't still be close. That doesn't mean you can't keep up via phone, FaceTime, texting, picture sharing. Me and my friends are constantly sending each other videos, pictures, we're FaceTiming, we're calling. I've sent people gifts. You can also say that the holidays aren't real or you're not feeling like a good family member or sibling because you haven't seen them. Because again, even though most people see each other or traditionally you do, now within what's going on in the world, we can't. And that doesn't mean things are bad, wrong, or broken just because they're different. Right? We talk about that all the time with mental health. Just because you're living, thinking, or operating differently doesn't mean you're bad, wrong, or broken, right? Normal's not the goal. That was the whole theory of my first book, Sex Outside the Lines. Go read it. Also read my newest book, Rebel Love. Normal's not the goal. Truth is, authenticity, mental health is the goal. Not falling in the line and doing what I've been told I need to do for my relationship to feel valid or to be taken seriously. All right, we're gonna talk more about that when we come back. You're listening to Love Line with Dr. Chris on the new channel Q and radio.com. All right, we're back in... Uh, Gosh, talking about a very complex thing, actually. <laughs> in the last segment, we started talking about long-distance relationships, how to manage them well, acknowledging that uh, everything <laughs> right now is a long-distance relationship. I laugh when I say that because as I'm saying it, I'm thinking about all the important people that I stay the closest with, and it's all long-distance, even though they're local. You know, some of my best friends are but a mere few blocks away, <laughs> but it's long-distance. So we're just talking about how we want to uh, normalize the abnormal and, and say that our standard for what's good for a relationship should not be rooted in what everyone else is doing or what we've been told the uh, necessary stages are because that's not honest. And mental health is about authentically and honestly being who you are and giving your partner and your relationship what they need, right? And your family and your kids and your friends. And uh, we're finally getting even more honest with a lot of different people coming forward, including celebrities, talking about different styles and configurations. And I love that. We're getting more diversified and creative and that's honest. There's no, there's no way that every single person needs the same thing. And it's odd when you see everyone following the same relational trajectory. You know we're not being honest. You know we're not being authentic. You know we're not really centering mental health when we're just falling in line with what everyone else is doing. It's bizarre. And, and I'm saying that to normalize that long distance is, for many people, the standard relational style because 
their partner had to go to grad school in a different city or town or took a job somewhere else. Or they're on set shooting something for a few months. Someone's, you know, their partner or, or friend is the hair, makeup, lead, director, producer, whatever it is. And they're on set in another country, in another state. Just part of the lives that people lead. And I work a lot with that clinically. People that are in the industry, whatever the industry is, music, fashion, art, acting, they're all over the place. And they, they maintain long distance relationships as phases they go through. I've talked about it. <clears throat> I'm in a long distance relationship right now. And it's working beautifully because it, because of there, because there's, because it's different and, and living close or living with someone has its own pros and cons. Neither, neither is preferable. They're just different. So that's the entry point. When we're talking about long distance relationships, it don't, don't allow yourself to feel as though it's different, lesser than, or weakened. Because again, some people that are married, monogamous, with kids, living together, do not have anywhere near as much love, care, commitment, trust, or safety that you might have with the person who lives in a different state, country, or town. Honest. I see my long-term relationship where we often do not wake up together and we are not currently cohabitating, and it is far healthier than some of the people that are living together, et cetera, et cetera. And it's not because of the distance, which some people have theorized. Well, yeah, because you don't have to deal with some of the small things. You're right, we don't. But we also, in theory, might be missing out on the bonding of falling asleep together all the time and doing a lot of things together. But yet we see some couples that have that and aren't able to be better or strengthened because of that. So never let someone water down or minimize, or even more importantly, illegitimize or problematize. It's a lot of mouthful words there. <laughs> your relationship because it doesn't look like everyone else's. And let's expand upon that. Some relationships have less sex than others. Some relationships have less time together than others. Some partners don't have the kind of relationships where they do everything together. That is all also okay. It is okay that some people have friends night, family night, date night, family night, they break it down. That's okay. It's okay to compartmentalize like that. That is what some relationships and some people need. Some people like more closeness. Some people like more distance. Some people date and move very fast. Other people, it's a lot slower. But we'll problematize that. Oh, they're moving too slow. Oh, they've moved too fast. No, they've moved faster than you're comfortable hearing about. They've moved faster than you'd be comfortable doing. But don't project and problematize what they're doing because it's not what you're doing. Some people say things like, oh, I can never do long distance. Okay, then don't. But, but I think that they could. I think that they're saying it wouldn't, it doesn't feel theoretically as ideal as they want. But you know what? If you want love, you, you, you do what it takes to, to, to allow that to happen and to have that. I don't think we should always give up on a higher goal in service of what's most comfortable or familiar. I think that's actually a lack of mental health. I don't think comfort should always be the goal. Change and growth and the most important things in our lives often lead to discomfort or anxiety right? That's what gives them the worth and value. Monogamy. It's not easy. Most people fail. More people fail than succeed at monogamy in its truest, most pure form, right? But the beauty of offering monogamy to someone is in its difficulty. I think that's one of the most meaningful parts of it is, hey, I'm willing to participate in this social contract of only being intimate on certain levels with you. And it's its difficulty that makes it meaningful. Otherwise, there's no power in it. Otherwise, there, it doesn't make those two or three or whatever the numbers of people more special, right? And so I want people to be inspired by the, the love and care that sometimes can be communicated 
in some of those social contracts. And sometimes it's the opposite. Sometimes people choosing monogamy and, and um, exclusivity is actually rooted in lower levels of who they are. It's rooted in, uh, rooted in control and ownership and patriarchy and jealousy, and it's actually not healthy or appropriate for them. In fact, it'd be more meaningful for them to maybe do the opposite, right? I don't wanna control you, and so let's not honor or do monogamy, because that's me wanting to own you and control you, and that's toxic for me, that's toxic for you, that's not good for our relationship or for our family. Um, all right, coming up next, we're gonna do some DMs, and then uh, when we come back, we're gonna finish talking a little bit about long-term relationships which is, again, essentially what we're all in. <laughs> I have so many long-distance relationships right now. Familiarly, I haven't seen my family, friends, I haven't seen my friends because of uh, this badass thing called COVID. All right, y'all, coming up, DMs, and like I said, more on the topic of long-distance relating. You're listening to Loveline with Dr. Chris on the new channel Q and radio.com. All right, y'all, we are back, and uh, before we get to the DMs, I want to let you know Dun, 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 dun. Tomorrow night, Thursday, 10 a.m. Tomorrow night, tomorrow morning, <laughs> Thursday, 10 a.m. to 2 p.m., Ryan Mitchell from Let's Go. They were Sheeran Ryan, along with Angelica Ross. We all know Angelica. is going to be doing a special panel to help raise awareness and visibility for the discrimination against black transgender women. And that's going to include in-depth interviews with community leaders, politicians, and celebrities. Again, that's tomorrow from 10 a.m. to 2 p.m. Check it out. But again, all week we've been doing programming to help raise awareness and also, you know, Black History Month. And uh, Project Fierce is the cornerstone of this. And that is um, a project from Angelica Ross and producer Anthony Preston of A2 Music Productions. So all week long, amazing programs centered around raising awareness. But tomorrow, Thursday, 10 a.m. to 2 p.m. Definitely check it out. It's the big panel show. Ryan Mitchell's smart pants. Love it. He's going to have a lot of good insight. And Angelica Ross is phenomenal. She's an activist. She's an actress. She's a businesswoman. She's a, turns out she's also a singer, an entrepreneur. She's one of those like quadruple threats plus, like we don't really necessarily have enough, have the term to cover all that she does. Um, I got to sit down and interview her for I'm Listening Live and also here for Loveline. So I hope you all checked that out. But um, guess what? It is time to get into those DMs. Let's slide on in there. Sliding into the DMs. All right, y'all. This one says, hey, Dr. Chris, I've heard you talk about creating boundaries with friends. Yeah, right? <laughs> and I have a question about that. My best friend of 10 years has become toxic. Bam. That's a big statement. 10 years is a long time to have someone in your life. So clearly, well, I'm hoping it's been a good journey and I'm hoping you've really bonded, but uh, they've become toxic. It's heartbreaking. You know, not everyone's meant to be in our lives forever. Like I say all the time, the length of a relationship is not what determines its health. It's what kind of relationship do we have? But more importantly, it's okay. Relationships are sometimes meant to end. We don't always grow and develop in the same compatible aligned ways. That's just not realistic. And we expect to be together for like 10, 20, 30, 40, 50 plus years. Not reasonable for some of us. And it's okay. We have to lovingly acknowledge when the relationship's gone as far as it's meant to go. We don't need to force things because we've been friends for 10 years. Sometimes, again, we become different people. Hopefully, every month we're growing and changing. Every year. And again, it's, it's reasonable for us to evolve away from each other. Identities change, we become parents, we change our careers, we move into different states and have different social worlds that influence us, politics. It's okay. Sometimes we just have to be comfortable with the memory that they were in our lives and they're not now, but we're glad that they had been. And we don't redefine the time we spent together as, 
meaning less because we broke up romantically or as friends, it's okay. That's the natural life cycle of all relationships, right? We are tight with someone because we work with them and then we leave the job and we don't stay as close or we're tight with someone because we're going to school together and then you know we're not in school anymore or we move out of state and that's what held us together. That's okay. We don't have to hold on to everything. We don't have to bring everyone forward with us. And I mean that for marriage too. Some marriages are meant to end. It's not always a sad thing. I'm okay with the divorce rate right? That's a sign that they were healthy enough to say, look, we did what we were supposed to do. And now it was time to end and we left and that's okay. Um, but anyway, you say friend of 10 years has become toxic. Her new friends constantly party and are unsafe. But here's my point. Your friend is moving into a world where the certain level of social socialization is meaningful to her. And it's not something that's comfortable for you or something that you want to participate in. Right. Um, I'm in love with our old friendship, but not this new person. When I try to back away, she always asks me to dinner and says she's lonely. Makes me feel bad. But then on her social media, she's constantly out with new friends. I know. It's hard. You have to decide what your mental health needs. And it doesn't sound like it's working for you. And it's okay to have an honest conversation. Because if you're really, truly friends, you can be honest and transparent. Hey, listen, you have a new social group. It's a world I'm not comfortable or familiar with. And it's created a barrier. And maybe it's okay for us to have a little distance and space while you're participating in that. And, and when you evolve out of that, if you do, and into another space that makes sense to me, I'd love to be close again. But right now, I'm not necessarily interested in being a part of the social world you're in and the kinds of things that come up for you. It's just not something I'm interested in or something that triggers me or something that's hard for me. I mean, some of it, we hang in there and we create our own space, right? Like we don't have to participate in all elements of someone's life. So maybe there's room for you guys to do just dinners every now and then and coffee and talk about other things. But if that's just not possible because they're always bringing in this party lifestyle and you're just not comfortable or relating to it, then maybe it is time to part and that's okay. Just have an honest conversation about it out of respect so everyone knows why and what's going on and no one feels abandoned. But there's nothing wrong with saying it seems like you've just in a different world socially that I don't relate to. It's okay to acknowledge that, right? That happens. All right, y'all, coming up next, we're going to keep talking about romantic competence in terms of long distance because uh, that is the world we live in in its entirety right now. <laughs> You're listening to Love Line with Dr. Chris on the new channel Q and radio.com. All right, we're back and we're continuing our discussion of long distance relationships. It's what we're doing with the show. Again, <laughs> every relationship right now is long distance. God bless it, uh, but it's not forever. But remember, this is where we show our relational health and relational skill set. How is it that, how is it? How is it, well, I keep wanting to frame it that way. How do we show up in difficulties? You know, every, every um, the way we show up to the smaller, the smaller injuries, the smaller let, letdowns or disappointments, that is a communication to our mom, our brother, our colleague, our loved one, our best friend. That's a communication about, whether or not they can trust that we're gonna be there, right? Because again, I love the example that I was using in the earlier segment of an article I read of a married couple, and one of them got into a grad school in a different state, <clears throat> and for three years, I don't remember if it was three years or five years, I feel like they said five, and grad school isn't traditionally five years, so I kind of <laughs> translated that to three in my head, but nonetheless, it was for a few years, and. And of course, when you love someone, you want what they want. When you love someone, you're willing to be put out by maybe what is in their best interest, right? To be in a relationship is to let ourselves be disrupted. Relationships are not, here's how my life goes, 
And it's only a good relationship or a good partner if I can drop them in and nothing has to change. That is not a model of a healthy adult relationships. I know that someone is truly in what we call a healthy attached relationship when they let themselves be disrupted. And they can give me examples of that. Yeah, well, unfortunately, I now get up a couple hours earlier because blah, 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 you know. Um, or yeah, my weekends are different, you know, because the partner I'm with, uh, isn't as highly social as I am. They let their lives shift and change or yeah, now I'm dating someone who's sober, they might say. And so I don't drink as much or I don't keep alcohol, alcohol in the house. Like that's a sign that you're really in a relationship. You put their needs on at least as important as yours. Right. And we find ourselves put out and it's those micro moments, right? Where you, you confirm or well, you confirm or I guess show otherwise that I'll be here through those difficulties. And long distance relationships get a real bad rap. Now, I've said this before, the most important things that can make us feel bonded and close aren't as accessible in a long distance relationship. So it's not the most ideal. I mean, if people are more of an avoidant style, it is ideal for them. But for those of us that aren't, we don't get the touch and the eye contact, right? Which is the most meaningful ways we can feel connected with someone, but there's other ways. It's kind of like the loss of sex in a relationship. Sex between two partners is a beautiful resource or tool that keeps us close or can make us close when we're feeling disconnected or distant. We don't have access to that in every relationship for multitude of reasons, but that doesn't mean that we can't rely upon other forms of staying close and connected. So long distance relationships are different, like a lot of things in our lives, but that doesn't mean they're bad, wrong, or broken. And right now, a lot of people are up against that. They're aware that we need to be a little distant from people, but they're still letting it seep in. And we have to understand that at some point, we're gonna circle back to our old way of being, right? The law of human gravity. We do what's most familiar, what's most patterned, what's most habited. We'll get back to that. But still, still be open to letting the relationship have its natural trajectory. And that's like the subtext in what we're talking about tonight is that even though we might've had a plan in our head, even though we might have wanted the normative trajectory, right, where we do this and then we do that and then we do that, that is not necessarily gonna be everyone's story and we can't problematize that. But long distance relationships bring a lot of worth and value and that's why I love technology because right now we have access to people that are far beyond and outside of what we would normally come in contact with, especially when we're not able to leave the house. But even in more standard times, we can only usually access whoever's at our local supermarket, maybe the gym or the bars, whatever we do. But now technology, we have a wider breadth of people and I don't want people to miss out on these really beautiful long-term relationships because they're more difficult or because they're not exactly what I had in mind. But yes, people will do that. Ah, oh, well, they live in a different state, so it'll never work. Why? It can. What you really mean is it might not be, as, it might not be exactly the dream I had. Okay, grow up or it might take more work than I wanted. Yeah, grow up, all relationships take work. And if you're not even willing to do that, I'm concerned you won't be willing to do the other things. And people will say something like, yeah, but if, you know, at least that they live more locally, then what? You'd have the more, you'd have the willingness to do other difficult things. And again, don't assume that because they live locally and you live together and you're married, that other opportunities might not come up where they might need to move, relocate, go back to school. You have to be open to this kind of fluidity. We're a little too confident and set in these standards and norms, what they call the relational escalator, right? You meet, you date, exclusive, monogamous, move in together, maybe get married, then have kids, check, 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 check. 
And we feel anything outside of that is somehow a sign of something being wrong or off. And we even use pathological labels. Oh, they have intimacy issues because they don't want to get married. Really? Maybe they just don't want the government involved in their relationship. Maybe they do think that's too intense. Maybe they have questions about the relationship. It's not necessarily always coming from a bad place. Some people don't want to have to deal with all that comes with that. And a lot comes with that. I had a great story. I'll tell you it in the next segment. It's really heinous. I tell this story about something that happened with my brother when I travel the country doing my trainings in normal times. We're going to take a break. When we come back, I'll break your hearts with some bad therapy that my brother was involved in around this exact topic. So stick around for that. Listen to Loveline with Dr. Chris on the new channel Q and radio.com. Okay, we're back and we're talking about long distance relationships and I'm using that as an entry point to really examine the work we're doing and what a healthy relationship looks like and how a lot of us just want it quick, simple and easy and no relationships like that. And uh, just because someone maybe lives local and you can see each other all the time, they can sleep over. That doesn't mean it's going to be quick, simple and easy. That part might be. Um, but we have to be willing if we're going to be in a relationship to do the work and times of, uh, complexity and difficulty, uh, you really get to see whether or not someone's willing to do the work. Like I said, I'm in a long distance relationship and my willingness and their willingness to do what it takes to pull that off lets me know that they understand care and commitment. It makes me more willing to cohabitate, maybe get married, buy a home together. That's what I've learned from this. And I'm so glad I got to see that other people, they find out when it's too late. That, that, that their partner isn't really in it for the long haul or isn't maybe as committed or willing to deal with complexity because everything was so simple in the beginning. So they just assumed, oh, they're here, they're, they're here through it all. And then a loved one dies. Someone loses their job. Someone deals with a mental health issue and they bounce because that was the first and only time when they got to really find out and unfortunately didn't work in their favor. You know, And sometimes things like long distance, uh, front end complexity really teaches us some of the important lessons we need to be taught and so value that. So I was uh, teasing that I was going to tell you guys a story. So I'll tell you the story. So my older brother, who's an amazing human being, really intelligent, very smart, very loving, very caring, really interesting. Um, he's a catch. And he was dating this girl for a couple of years. And just marriage hadn't really been brought up much. And it just isn't something he's interested in. He doesn't feel like he needs it. And he's not willing to participate in some ritual uh, that promises nothing uh, to prove that he loves her. He's like, if that, if, if that's what you need for, to know, I love you, well then you're undermining and really illegitimizing everything else we've done thus far. And that's offensive. And he's just, he was saying marriage is just not something he's interested in, which I, I appreciate. I'm not really inherently interested in it either. And it also has a really problematically high failure rate. Um, but he was like, you know, I love you and I should all the time and I'm not going to do that to prove anything. In fact, I'm not gonna prove anything. I do it every day with all these beautiful acts of love, which he does. So she goes to therapy and invites him into his therapy session with his therapist, which can happen at times. And essentially the therapist spent the whole session shaming my brother saying, if you really loved her, you'd marry her. And your unwillingness to marry her is a sign that you have intimacy issues. None of that's true because I'll tell you as someone who's a mental health professional as well, that my brother absolutely does not. In fact, he loves a lot of closeness and depth and intimacy and a lot of touch. Um, and that's a really problematic idea that we're gonna take these random socially created rituals like marriage, right? We've been living together, which we came up with, we're allowed to change them. And if and we're gonna decide that these are the ways that you have to prove love. And if you're not willing to participate, clearly you don't. And that's not true and that's not fair. And unfortunately their relationship wound up falling apart around it all. And she missed out on a beautiful loving relationship which was all she wanted over, over a stupid institution 
over a stupid ritual. She missed out on everything she wanted because she was obsessed with this process that didn't speak to anything and held on tighter to that. And he understood that. He said, well, that means more to you than what we have. Well, then peace, you know, and that's very understandable. What are we doing here then? You have everything you want and you're getting hung up on the fact that I don't want to participate in this ritual and you're willing to end our relationship over it. Well, then, then I'm out. I'm out. <laughs> it's offensive. Um, and I thought, and he was correct. And that therapist was wrong. And she lost everything she wanted because she had everything she wanted because she was so obsessed and focused on this one ritual. And his meaning as to why he didn't want to do it had a lot of reason and intellect and rationality behind it. And I support him. So all that to say, don't like let truth, let real acts of love, care, and commitment speak louder than whether or not someone will go through the motions. Right. And long distance relationships are sometimes the longer standing process, maybe not getting married, maybe not cohabitating, maybe someone not wanting children. And it's okay to want what you want, but don't, don't want it so badly that you miss out on what you, what you wanted or, or you already had it maybe, but people do that. It's really sad to see. And I'm telling people that all the time right now, get online, date people wherever they are. If you meet someone and you match, do what you have to do to make that work. I have a friend, another story. And he, flew across the country. He's located here in California, met someone who lived in New York. They hit it off. I think, I think they met while the person was here visiting. I can't remember, but nonetheless, had only maybe met once or had only met online, flew to the other coast. Found them not going well because when they finally got to spend a lot of really focused time together, they realized this isn't really compatible. And my friend said, wow, I'll never do that again. And I said, no, you will do it again. And I'll support you doing it again because if you think someone's worth it, you put the time and effort to give it a chance. And I will always support you flying wherever you need to fly to meet people and to give it a shot. There's nothing more important than relationality. That is the core of our mental health. We only get through the world and do well because of the support care of other people. We need to prioritize that. Nothing should be as prioritized as relationships. Relationships should come before our jobs and money. And in theory, they should. Always put your partner before your job and money. Put your partner before everything. Put your family members and friends before everything. They shouldn't be to the detriment, right? There's nothing more important than our relationships. That's our mental health and our mental health comes up for everything. And so spend the money, pay for that dating app, download and take the time every day, fly across the country to find out. Yes, yes, more of that, please. <laughs> that's, what we, that's what we're here for. All right, enough of that. Can take a little break, y'all give you all a little break. Question of the night, as always, up on our Love Energy page. It's in the stories. We're not doing that every single night, but it's always up and we will be doing that. And then uh, we slide in some DMs. You're listening to Love Line with Dr. Chris on the new channel Q and radio.com. Alrighty, we're back and we're talking about long distance relationships. Why? Because literally everything, everything we're in right now has components of long distance relationships. And with all the topics we talk about here on Loveline, they're applicable to non-distant, non-long distance relationships, I should say, proximal relationships. Because um, again, even when we're talking about, you know, marital tips, it's general relational tips that you can, you know, ascertain from within there as well. So even if you're not in a long distance relationship, we're talking about things that are applicable to anyone you're relating to. But, you know, for those that are distant, again, we talked about how eye contact and touch, the two most important things that we have access to that can make us feel close, safe, and connected to someone. And long distance makes that hard. And that's why people are talking right now in the pandemic about touch deprivation and missing being seen and held. And that's why we're saying things like, as, as small as it might sound, it actually has a huge impact going out into the world safely with a mask on, 
just seeing other human being and being seen by them, even if they're across the street. We need that. We need to have that kind of mirroring. So if you're feeling really lonely and detached, that's part of it. Just go for a walk, be out in the world and be seen and see people, right? Number two, eye contact. Do it via FaceTime. Don't get too comfortable just only texting. Texting is a limited form. Texting is meant for small, quick check-ins. That should not be the basis of the entire relationship. That's a little avoidant, unless that is what you want. Maybe the person you're texting, that's the only amount of closeness you want. That's fine, but we do need deeper connections. And so make sure you are getting on the phone and also getting on FaceTime, getting that eye contact in there, getting on the phone or FaceTime to have deeper, longer, more sustained conversations. Don't let all your relationships just be text based, right? So we're getting out of the house. We're doing that. And again, for those that are romantic based, we're trying to find forms of sexuality to stay connected. And some of that's going to be FaceTime stuff, picture sharing, video exchange. Yeah, hundred percent. But also with long-term relationships, and this is a non-COVID perspective, it's important to know when we will see them again. So in non-COVID times, always have a plan, which is we will see each other every month, flipping back and forth. I'll go to you, you'll go to me. Whatever the dynamic is, we'll see them every three months. You need to have a plan. We need to be able to count on and know when we will see them next. Here are those two caveats. We need to be able to count on and know when we will see them next. That is what makes that distance more doable, right? Because we know when we will see them next. We know when it'll end. We know how many more days we have to hang in there for. So that's part of it. You got to have a plan. Can't just be, I'll see you soon. That is not going to be psychologically concrete enough or structured enough. So always know when and what the plan is, right? That's a huge part of that. And also, that's the short term. Maybe you also often need a longer term goal. For how long will we need this short term plan of how often we're going to see each other? And if it's really new, maybe that's too soon to know that. But if it's longer going, it's important to know. That's built into my relationship. I know for how long we're going to be doing long distance until we're going to live in the same city. And so the short term and the long term are what make it feel doable. Because that's how we deal with any level of anxiety. We have a plan, right? That's what we we're talking about in an earlier segment this week about that Sunday anxiety that creeps up. When you write down on a Sunday, when you have anxiety about the week, you, you mark out on the calendar what you're going to be doing that week. That helps you see that not only you will get everything done, but that you also can because it's mapped out right there. And then that decreases the anxiety. And that's what happens with relationships too. When we know how often we'll see them, when we'll see them, and when this total long distance is going to stop, it makes us see that it will and that it can. And that's important. That's psychological groundedness. That's the anchor, right? But until then, and in the meantime, we get the touch we can as often as we can. We make that eye contact. We see and we be seen. And those are parts of those pieces. And when we're in lockdown or quarantine or we're away or we're in a pandemic, we got to make use of what we have to the best we can. It's not ideal, right? Oftentimes in life or in relationships, it's not going to be ideal. But we make the best of what we have in service of relationship, which is one of the most important things we can have. And so you have to be willing to do the work right? It's not always going to be simple, quick, and ideal. The most important things often aren't, but don't miss out on these important relationships because you need it simple or easy. It's not always going to be able to be that way because even if it is in the front end, things shift and change. People's needs change, right? Grad school, new job, a sick family member where they need to go home and caretake for them for a while. And you're going to be behind managing the home. We have to be able to allow that space and distance. We can't always demand that you're immediately accessible ongoing in the ways I want. <clears throat> That's the immaturity. The maturity is I'm open and showing up to what's ne necessary. 
you know, because in the wider sense, we always talk about how every relationship should look different because it's a new person you're with now. And what do we need? What do they need? What do I need while with them? And that should look different. It can't always be, I want the same fantasy, the same dream, the same path, the same trajectory. And I'm just dropping this new person in. What do they want? What do they need? can't just be all about you in this vision. And those dreams have to get remade because as a kid, we're sold one dream and one dream only. That's going to be a long-term committed marriage, marital based relationship. And that's not honest for everyone. And that's not doable by everyone. We have to be open to that. It doesn't make a relationship less. That's the key. There's no one right structure. That means you have the best, healthiest, you know, most love in your relationship. Uh, coming up next, doing some DMs. You got a DM for us? Drop it on our Loveline IG page in those DMs. And uh, if you want to check out past episodes of Loveline, you can always do so by going over to wearechannelq.com. Stick around. You're listening to Loveline with Dr. Chris on the new Channel Q and radio.com. All right, we're back and uh, just your final reminder, tomorrow, Thursday from 10 a.m. to 2 p.m., please make sure you join uh, Channel Q Zone, Ryan Mitchell, along with Angelica Ross to be raising awareness of discrimination against black transgender women. We've been doing that all week long here at Channel Q and we'll continue to, but there tomorrow from 10 a.m. to 2, we'll have a two-hour discussion that includes in-depth interviews with community leaders, politicians, and celebrities. So definitely check that out. And again, hope you've been enjoying our special programming all week. And uh, the series is in partnership with uh, Project Fierce, which was created by Anthony Preston of A2 Music Productions, along with Angelica Ross, who's an actress, transgender rights advocate. So uh, check that out. But right now, y'all, time to slide into those DMs. Sliding into the DMs. Hey, Dr. Chris, love listening to your show. Thank you, thank you. I wanted to ask you a personal question. Oh, have you ever interviewed any celebrities that you didn't enjoy? And also, who was your favorite? Um, I'm not gonna talk about ones I didn't enjoy. That that just happens. That's not their fault, my fault. Not everyone's personalities come together, but I, I, I don't gossip. I just don't support that. So I won't answer that part, but... Um, what was my favorite Davey Havoc of AFI, a phenomenal human being, also plant-based. We bonded over being plant-based. We bonded over both loving industrial Gothic, some punk music, uh, similar backgrounds, really great guy, really generous, really vulnerable. He also works out at my gym. So that was a funny moment when I walked up to him at the gym. That's how it actually came to be. I was like, hey, excuse me. And he was like, what's up? And I was like, hey, so I'm hosting Love Line now. And he was like, oh my God, I've been on that so many times. And I was like, I know. And I'm also a big fan. Come on, the new version. And he was like, a hundred percent. Got him on there. That was awesome. It was also neat to uh, interview Alaska from uh, Drag Race. Uh, Margaret Cho was on Loveline. I've always been a fan of hers. Frankie Grande. Um, Jake Shears from Scissor Sisters. He's become a friend of mine. Another phenomenal artist. Uh, a lot of really great people. And I think that's what's been beautiful about Loveline, the new version. You know, we're sex positive now. We're body positive now. We talk about social justice. Uh, it's hetero. It's homo. It's queer. And we also have tons of great celebrities. So um, I'm glad you love the show. But uh, I guess that's a little bit of a pitch to go check out past episodes at wearechannelq.com and you can see all these interviews. And we have a whole bunch more coming up. 
um, in the new year. But um, yeah, that was my list of good ones. I've, I've, I've honestly never not enjoyed someone. Some people are harder than others to interview. Not everyone is always in the best mood. It's hard to be interviewed. It's hard to interview. You have to be in an open mood. You have to be feeling secure and confident. And our lives are complicated. So sometimes people, myself included, are tired, we're burnt out. Maybe we don't feel great about a project we're promoting. Um, you know, we're people, they're people. So I don't, I don't fault anyone. Uh, no one's ever been unkind. Um, and I've seen and heard about that. I've seen other people get interviewed or interview where, you know, there wasn't a lot of kindness tied, but, um, yeah, I can't really complain. I've been blessed in that way. You know, I think you just have to be complimented that this individual who has a busy life is willing to take the time to be on your project and to be interviewed by you. And I think I lead with that. Like, you know, thank you honestly for taking the time to be here and to share yourself with my, with me and my listeners. And from that perspective, it really softens and opens up. But yeah, there's no one I didn't enjoy, but if I did, I wouldn't, I wouldn't put that on, on record. That's just not kind. Um, but, uh, trying to think, yeah, I mean, everyone. Yeah. Great, 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 great people. Also great people that are on channel Q as a uh, show host themselves. It's a great family. So yeah, but go to, we scroll down, see my face, click on it and you can check out past episodes. Um, yeah. Also hope you're checking out my books, rebel love and sex outside the lines. Yeah, not much, you know, but anyway, if you guys have a DM, DMs come from our Love Line IG page, drop them on in there. And question of the night, we're not doing it every night. Uh, y'all, y'all didn't seem to be that into it. That's okay. But we do put that up on our Love Line IG page in the stories. So check that out. And I hope you are checking out the weekly programming um, and also some of the other shows. So before we go, let's just remind you that if you haven't already, make sure today you check in with yourself and say, what can I do? That's a form of self-care, a form of pleasure and joy, and also focus on getting some rest. We still have, we still got a lot ahead of us, still time for some things to happen, but we want to be looking out for ourselves and, um, also just looking out for those around us. So, uh, yeah, past episodes, we are channelq.com. as always y'all. Thanks for hanging out. See you tomorrow night and please be kind to yourselves and those around you and you enjoy the rest of your night.